0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
1: so good at snapping whoa this is like asmr keep this in (laughs) no oh this is a great sound test well done oh well done you okay laugh really hard again (laughs) haha jesus christ (laughs) again (laughs) dance monkey dance Ha. And we're alive. Do I make you nervous, Corky. I'm a homosexual.
2: Lesbian. I'm a homosexual.
1: I have loved you the way they said. You
2: fancy gears. I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis. Hello and welcome to gay. Actually, thanks for being here. It's gonna be a fun old gay time.
1: Which perfect is a lesbian musical film? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of
2: course, of course. Because I want to carry off badass lesbian chic like Kate Blanchett can. <laughs> welcome. <laughs>
1: Hi everyone! <laughs> you know this is gonna be like you giggling in the background and me pretending like you're not here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, as if we're not—we we're sat really intensely across from each other right no. now. It's real. It's more intense. It feels more intense than it usually does.
1: It really does. Maybe because we're like actually, I'm actually in front looking of each into other. your eyes. Because when usually when we record, we're kind of sitting next to each other in a way. Yeah, you're right. And now we're like. What did you think of the film? Oh my god. <laughs> Let me tell you.
2: <laughs> I've um <clears throat> first of all, hello everyone. Welcome back to Gate actually. This episode is uh for the UK film review podcast and I'm mostly saying that for editorial purposes because I will upload it to the wrong channel. <laughs> That's the rate I'm going this week. I'm not going to lie. Um but anyway, I have I have a a very funny story. Um it's not that funny. <laughs> but- I thought it was funny. Um, today at work, um, one of the girls at work was like, Amber, I need to ask you something. As the office lesbian. <laughs> I love it. I love it already. And the way everyone's heads whipped round. Okay. And I was like, ah, let me come over. But it needed, it was like a Pride Month article and it needed um, a LGBTQ plus positive cover image. Um, so I helped pick the picture, <laughs> but it's just the way she went as the office lesbian, and I was like, my brand is strong. <gasps> so, Why yeah, did they not let you, you know. read this article? So I was supposed to contribute to it, but I basically had too much on, so I had to waive my rights to the to the piece. But <laughs> it was okay. written by a queer person. Okay, good. All is well. No pink washing here. <laughs> um, but hello, everyone. Uh, how's it going? Happy July, when this episode is coming out. Absolutely mental. Coming out. Coming out. How appropriate for this podcast. When did you last come out?
1: I, so, I started a new job. Yes! Last week.
2: I'm an
1: office... I'm also an office lesbian now. You
2: Can are? You oh it? my god. Are you the only one, like me?
1: I'm the only one in the London office. I am not sure... Um, I notice queer people. There there are a lot of queer people. Oh, that's nice. In my department.
2: It does make a difference in the workplace, I feel like.
1: Yeah. It's nice because it feels very easy and safe and welcoming. Yeah. Even like, so, but I haven't come out. Like, I haven't told anyone. Not, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm not avoiding to tell anyone. I just don't care. It just hasn't come up. Yeah. Yeah, And like,
2: it will come up naturally and you're the type of person that's that's kind of really chill about it and, you
1: know. Yeah. I I mean, I think everyone kind of knows. Also the Maybe nature not.
2: of your job if you got a bad reaction get that payout hunty <laughs> because
1: they're not allowed to do that. I'm taking y'all to court. <laughs> Tribunal who? <laughs>
2: the people versus Joyce.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my um, god. Um, yeah I don't know when the last time is that I came out. I literally don't know. No.
2: But You're going to be a lesbian aunt (gasps) imminently. I'm so excited for you. I really want to be an auntie so bad, but it's going to be so long and I'm so sad about it. (laughs) I had to
1: wait so long. My brother is 37 years old. Yeah, He had me wait for ages and ages and ages. Oh, it's so exciting.
2: I'm so happy for all of you. That is going to be i'm gonna need so many updates we've already spoken about this but i'm just gonna i'm gonna need all the baby content i'm so sorry i will
1: i'm gonna become that annoying person that spams their social media with nothing but baby pictures (laughs) and i'm gonna lose so many followers no
2: you're gonna gain all the followers depends if the babies are
1: cute they're gonna be cute i'm just kidding they're gonna be perfect because they're twins i already love them they're
2: little twinnies they're Oh my god. The twins run in, your, run in your family?
1: Not in my side of the family, oh, okay. but in her side. My sure. sister-in-law's side of the sure, family, sure, sure. there's twins.
2: Twins run in, My grandma's a twin.
1: Okay. And
2: um, it's not reappeared yet. Oh. But none of the grandchildren have had kids. And I reckon it skips a generation. So one of us yep. is happening.
1: Oh, go for it.
2: Um, Seems like a hoot. Yeah, I know, two-in-one package deal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it's not for any twin parents. I mean, will any twin parents be listening to this? Maybe your brother.
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I don't think my brother listens to this. No. He's going to be busy now, hands full. He's
2: going to be a dad, that's so exciting.
1: Um, you know actually i I just love the idea of twins, which might be a bit weird, but no, when i when I was playing the Sims as a kid, I would always put that little fertility boost on my sims, <gasps> so they would have twins and triplets. See, I didn't realize you could get twins and triplets until it happened to me, and
2: then one time I got triplets and I just had to age them up, I was like, no, 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 <laughs> anyway we're, how how have we brought this back to the Sims for? We talk again. about the Sims every time we, we really do, and it's like actually getting to the point where we are going to have to make a Sims episode
1: oh and i'm so ready for it (laughs) i really really did you see that the sims 5 was announced Look, kind of
2: yes but the free did you see that the sims 4 have announced a horse expansion pack
1: oh yeah
2: (laughs) that is hot that's more hot off the press for me but look i love horses in the sims 3 apparently yeah everyone's talking about how good it was so but I don't know how they're gonna do it I mean I'm not gonna find out it's like 35 quid it's not happening I don't buy any of the packs No, I barely even have time to play base game now so I'm not spending my money on that no
1: I haven't played The Sims in ages to be honest (laughs) Like it's so hard me for me neither. to commit time to it because I know that I cannot commit half an hour. No, like well, it will the be the it's, whole night. It's
2: not a quick game because also it loads so freaking slow. But like you, you have to play for like two hours minimum. Minimum.
1: Minimum. I create one sim in like an hour. Do you? Yeah, I'm very <laughs> slow. I'm very meticulous. Such a perfectionist. I love that. <laughs>
2: I'm like, just let me get to the build. Oh, cute. <laughs> I want to practice my building. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we've been talking for so long. Already. And I digress. <laughs> and I digress.
1: Joyce, uh, Amber, we're
2: recording this during Pride Month, but it's not going to be Pride Month that comes up. But I feel like every month is Pride Month, right? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so, what are we going to be talking about on this month's episode for UK Film Review?
1: So, I'm very excited to announce that we will be discussing one of the films of my favorite director, Silenciama. I was going to do drum rolls. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, one sorry. of my favorite directors, Silenciama. Silenciama. And the film is called Tomboy.
2: Yes, wee
1: wee.
2: Wee wee. I made a faux pas with this. Um, so,. Tomboy is available to rent on Amazon if you can speak French. I bought it and then realised it has no English subtitles. And my French isn't that good. It's not that good. There are no English subtitles. No, there wasn't on the Amazon one. So BFI Player, if you get a seven-day free trial or if you just get the subscription in general, it's only like five quid a month. Uh, Not spot. (laughs) Should be, though. BFI! Hi! (laughs) Um... (laughs) So if you sign up to them, you can get it with English subtitles. But yeah, I felt really duped. Yeah, I was so. It was three pound fifty. So that's just a disclaimer. Like I didn't read the reviews straight away, and that was my bad. Um, But yeah, so because my I can only like get like every fifth word in French just because they speak so fast.
1: I will say though, I feel like the because for me. I always need subtitles when I watch something in French. Yeah. But for this one, I found it really easy to follow without reading the subtitles. Interesting, Because it's like kids speaking. Uh, yeah,
2: I was going to say, do you think the fact that it's kids talking yeah. makes a difference? Plus, a more... in general,
1: in her films, there's not a lot of dialogue. No,
2: that's very true. Like I
1: always find
2: with her films, they're like, really quiet, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Which was the case, because obviously, Portrait of a Lady on Fire... We've talked about it on this podcast before, and we will again, don't and worry. we definitely will again. Um, but I found that it was kind of because obviously in the back of my mind, like I had portrait just floating around in there. Um, with this film, I was kind of thinking about it, and again, it has a very quiet beginning, mm-hmm. um, and there's lots of long, pregnant pauses. You really have to marinate on it. I don't know, do you, feel, do you feel like her films are like instantly blow you away or do you find them more to be growers?
1: For me personally, they do blow me away okay. instantly. How so? I, I just don't. I love her style of storytelling. Yeah. I And I saw this interview with her once that explained it so well. She says that her writing process is that she starts with an idea, like one scene, oh, and then she wow. will keep thinking about other scenes and just kind of get all the scenes together and then build the story around the scenes. That's really cool. And I think that's why it's so good. Because she's not thinking of a story and then trying to fill it in with scenes. She starts with the essence and then fills out the story. So she's like thinking of moments. Yeah.
2: That's really interesting.
1: I just think she's an excellent writer. and I don't know if she she
2: wrote Tomboy as well, doesn't she? Yeah,
1: she writes all her films. And she also wrote... um, my Life as a Courgette. Yes. Which yes. I think is just amazing. Yeah. Right? Just a writing alone. So I think she's just incredibly talented as a writer. But then on top of that, she's also just an incredible director. Yeah. She has the, the whole thing going the full package. The full package. And I'm so vision. engaged with her films. They're, I've mm. seen most of her films now. There's um, one that I haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. which is. Girlhood? The new one, Petite Maman.
2: Oh, Petit Maman.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. No, um, I haven't either. But I've seen all her other films, even her shorts that she did at the wow. start. And I love every She's single one. She's your fave, one. isn't she? She is
2: my fave. Um, I don't know fave. who my favourite director is. Yeah, unconfirmed. I'm going to have to come back to that
1: one. <laughs> all good. Um, and yeah, for me... Oh, like...
2: Alice Wu, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Alice Wu uh, is my favourite. Of course it is. Um, just because I feel, yeah
2: love... Saving Face is just my favourite.
1: Look at us, having queer favourite directors. Oh, see? And and both women. I love that. Oh. Good for us. Good for us! Yeah. And Cheryl Dunn as well,
2: obviously, is incredible, and Dee Reese and um, all of those other queer directors, but Alice Wu is just like... She's still top for me. I want her to make
1: another film. She will. uh, It was like 15 years between... Yeah. (laughs) Well, how... But I feel yeah. like the half of it was like really popular. Oh so good. So I think she will definitely get get a new one going. I hope so. Maybe the other half of it. <laughs> the second great. half of it. The second <laughs> half. <of it. laughs> oh, oh, that's that. such a good film. Anyway, yeah.
2: Silenciama, Queen. Tomboy is a twenty eleven film, which mind blowing in itself. Um I'm gonna let you, Joyce, take the summary. But I just wanted to say it was twenty eleven. Oh, <laughs>
1: Tomboy follows kind of the story of a summer spent by a little kid called Lore slash Mikael. They are new to a neighborhood and getting to know the kids in the neighborhood kind of to spend the summer with. Um, The thing about this kid is that they present in a very masculine way, Mm -hmm. but they are born as a girl. So the story kind of plays on this idea of gender roles and gender fluidity um, but also very much us watching the way Mikael tries to find a place in a group of boys Um, and there's there's a girl involved as well and we can very clearly tell that Mikael identifies more on the masculine side yeah but doesn't have the language for that the knowledge for that obviously um, they are about 11 years old we think Um, And they have a little sister, which is like a very... Jean. Jean. She's so sweet. And she's so accepting. Also without that knowledge, without having that kind of societal influence, like without really knowing what she's supportive of, you know. And then we have the mom who is basically pregnant, looks like a high-risk pregnancy, is in bed all day sleeping and a bit um, on edge and having a very hard time accepting this masculine, boyish side yeah. of um, Which isn't... Mikhail. That kind of
2: creeps up, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel like... I feel like Mikhail's parents are so loving and they've got a really strong, sweet family unit. Mm. And then that's quite jarring when that flips later in yeah. the
1: film. I think they're, like, really... Or, like, the mom, at least, is very accepting of the superficial stuff. Yes. Like, the clothing and the short hair and the painting the room blue but then yeah. when it actually comes to Miguel identifying themselves as a boy in front of yeah, other that's people that's scary that's too real that's way too far yeah. and that's the mom doesn't really get that or like doesn't really see that as a legit thing that could be possible yeah.
2: and it does it does do well to kind of show that divide between gender expression and gender identity mm-hmm. because oh it's fine to be a tomboy like Yeah, like I mean, some parents would even have an issue with the tomboy. So, like at the start of the film, I thought, wow, these parents are really progressive. This is going to be fine, and then very quickly it was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's
2: that's quite stressful. That's
1: it because, Um, like I said, like we get a very strong sense that Miguel presents more with like a trans identity, right? And very much also physically trying to express themselves as a boy.
2: Yeah, even though that's not mentioned, obviously we don't have the word transgender at all we don't have any like language to identify the way Mikhail is feeling it's just a child basically trying to figure out who they are without language and without example and that's so like you that that speaks to such a broader trans experience and non-binary experience I feel like
1: and it's very powerful also in kind of saying like look this is not something that's influenced by culture or whatever conservative conservative people like to say about having like trans visibility like that that has nothing to do with it
2: that's such a good point because there's no evidence in the film anywhere of any type of influence or example yeah because why would there be
1: exactly like this is all coming from within Miguel
2: which would yeah it automatically makes it more authentic like Mm -hmm. just like the silent scenes where they're looking in the mirror at themselves, or that you know they're trying to figure out parts about their physical ex- physical expression, physical appearance, and you really, oh my God, that acting is beautiful. Like considering the fact they're young children, even Jean, she's like
1: six. yeah, like it's so thoughtfully and beautifully acted. It really just feels like kids being kids. Yeah, it doesn't feel like acting at all no I,
2: li- I literally said I was literally thinking that last night after I watched it is that it, it looks like we're watching kids on their summer holiday having mm-hmm. fun and figuring out who they are and you know that, f- that feeling of that first crush like it's so like visceral it's such a real experience that yeah. everyone goes through and then there's just this added like gender dichotomy because I mean, we can we can get into it. Because that's the thing as well is that Mikhail meets Lisa, um, the kind of main older girl of the group, um, and she's kind of ostracised from playing with the boys, even though she wants to play with the boys. Um, but Mikhail is obviously accepted because they present as masculine. Because that was the thing as well is that they're like, oh, what's your name? And without hesitation, they just say Mikhail. Yeah. And it's like, it's without, like, the the thing is, is that it's so quick. And for me, I kind of felt like, oh, so that's been in there the whole time. Like, Mm. finally, they have an excuse to use the name. Yeah. Because you don't really get any sense of, you don't really see that thought process. But then you're like, this must be something that's been there. Yeah. The whole time. Um, And then with Lisa, they bond really, really quickly. And gender doesn't really come into it in the first half of the film. They're just having fun, aren't they? When they're playing football and like swimming and stuff, those are kind of when the, those gendered moments come into play as well, isn't it? Because gender isn't an issue at all until it's like, oh, Mikhail can play with the boys.
1: But Lisa can't.
2: But Lisa can't. And then Mikhail's watching the boys take their shirts off because they're getting hot running around. And then they're like, well, I can take my shirt off because obviously like Mikhail is like prepubescent so there's no visible identifier that they're biologically female and like that moment oh my god it broke my like it just made oh my god it just broke my heart the Mm. feeling of empowerment and liberation Mm. that they felt in that moment like it's so subtly done it's amazing camera work but like, you just you can feel the sense of like gender euphoria. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's it shouldn't matter. Obviously, and this is always the case, what I would say, is we don't get a lot of outside context. We don't get a background. We don't yeah. get to know what's happening outside of the environment. Maybe. And it's so
2: insular as well, because they all live in the same apartment complex.
1: That's it. It's super isolated. We don't know... It's like Portrait. Oh, right? like, because I thought you said accept.
2: Because it, it kind of takes place in one community, in one central point, and there's yeah. no outside influence at all.
1: That's it. So we don't really know how Miguel was before moving here. Yeah. We don't know what they've already gone through on their journey. Yes. But this very much feels like an exploration. Because, like you say, the yeah. first step is kind of claiming that name. And then the second step is kind of acting like the boys, yeah. playing with the boys. Mm. Finding that place in a group with the one girl that's there as well. Yeah. Um, And then, like you say, taking off the shirt, and then there's there are little struggles along the way, little um, hiccups, really, (laughs) that like they can't really do anything about it. Like for example, when they were playing football, the boys all. This is so weird, by the way. Are men like this? The boys all line up to pee. Yeah, I think that's a thing.
2: Like when you need, like when you need the that toilet. Must stink.
1: Yeah, all I think just... it's a
2: thing. Like if you like can't be asked to like go anywhere,
1: but all in a row, they yeah, all like decide to pee at the same time I in don't a row.
2: Know. I it's a man's world. I'm just living in it,
1: <laughs> girl. <laughs> anyway, all the boys line up to pee, and then Miguel can't do that. You know, yeah. So Miguel like runs into the forest to go pee there.
2: Oh my god, that broke my heart because I'm like, you finally feel this moment of acceptance, and then it's removed because you can't do this
1: one thing that quote unquote makes you a man. Exactly, Uh, sucks. Um, and yeah, then Miguel ends up peeing themselves because someone is running after them or like trying to look for them, and in a hurry they pull their pants back up and it's like this very sad moment because it kind of it's what you said earlier like the difference between gender expression like gender identity yeah. and kind of like okay biological sex and gender mm-hmm. kind of all pulled into one like they're very much acting like a boy and expressing themselves as a boy and finding freedom in that mm-hmm. but then one second later when it comes to biology they have to hide Yeah. and then kind of being pulled back into their reality so like you say, there's a lot of like that dichotomy in this film yeah. that um highlights those points and once again they don't have any language mm-hmm. so this is all very much figuring it out as they go yeah which is really interesting to watch
2: and I found that there was a bit there was a bit of like nudity in the film and I I don't know how like I didn't love that I didn't, I didn't love that either yeah I didn't think that was that great like we were watching it last night, and I was like, "What the hell? Like the tan?"
1: Yeah, that's and, like a naked child.
2: Yeah, um, like obviously, it wasn't done in like a sexualized way. I don't know. I just felt like it kind of wasn't relevant. It, I feel like it was done just to show that Mikhail is biologically female. Yeah, but I feel like that also could have been done through language. That's the only bit of the film that I take issue with. Is the child nudity. Yeah,
1: I found that very jarring as well.
2: Yeah. Um, another thing that kind of makes the viewer anxious, as well as um, Mikael, is they talk about going swimming, and Mikael's like, oh, I don't know if I can go. They have a swimming costume that's stereotypically designed for gu- girls. Yeah, like a one-piece, yeah, a kind one of sporty. Piece. one-piece. Exactly, that's a better way of describing it. Um, and then Mikhail cuts... The swimsuit into just like a pair of briefs, um, but then obviously is kind of looking at their physical experience and then um decides to make a Play Doh. Play Doh, that's yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was gonna say.
1: The pee was in your mouth, it was like, like... a Play
2: Doh penis to like for like packing, right? Yeah. Um, which I was like resourceful love that for you right but also that it broke my heart that I was like you know that this is what you want to do you want to t- have that shape but you don't have the language for that and then the sister is making spaghetti out of play-doh and is like what are you doing <laughs> like you want to make spaghetti with me yeah and they're like uh, not right no. now I, was, like, no. I don't want to <laughs> but I love that though because I love the dynamic between Mikhail and Jean as well, first of all, just side note. Um, beautiful. Because Mikael does act like a, a big protective older sibling to Jeanne. Yeah. Um, and at first, it's kind of isolating her. But then once she finds out and is kinda like hee hee then it like I won't say anything if you take me with you to play with and I was like, Yeah, so Jonna's got what she wants. Yeah. A bit manipulative but also Oh go girl. No, it was
1: so good because like
2: she's just a silent ally. Doesn't tell mum and
1: dad. Doesn't rat anyone out. Is bragging about her brother to all all their friends. To all of Mikara's friends. Oh I
2: love Mikhail. Like that's my best friend. And it's
1: like really cute. And it's it's so enduring that she calls them her brother. Do you
2: think that's to kind of show how her character is kind of to show how easy it is for children to accept things? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think so. Like
2: when prejudices aren't inbuilt.
1: I think so. How easy it is. Exactly. And because we already know that they have such a really tight, beautiful relationship as siblings. Nothing can tarnish that. That's it. Like if you love each other, that's not like all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trans rights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The way you just sat up. As if you're going to attack the mic. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm attacking the LGB alliance. F*** <laughs> y'all. F*** <laughs> the LGB alliance.
2: So hard. Go away. Honestly. Go away, JK Rowling. That's Amen. That's all I have
1: to say. Amen. Oh yeah, girl, snap it! She snaps for trans rights, honey. Mm. Very cute. Very. Oh, so cute. Je love- Oh, she-
2: on. Anyway, um, should we talk about should we talk about Mikhail and Lisa? Yeah, Lisa. Uh, I love Lisa. Yeah, me too. Um, Lisa is very much blissfully unaware of Mikhail's biological sex, which shouldn't be an issue, becomes an issue because they start kind of developing a little like summer romance, right? There's a little bit of crush, they like have a little kiss a couple of times. It's very cute, very wholesome. Like make a else smile. Oh. Aww. So cute. I love that childlike innocence, like blissful ignorance. That like, is so, so nice. Um and there's one there's one moment where Lisa invites Mikhail home and then puts makeup on them. Like that it's just kind of an unquestioning thing and then like because I'm like, oh yeah, Lisa like wouldn't have had a boy agree to do this necessarily before. And Mikhail's kind of okay with experimenting with that and kind of looking at what that would mean. Which is interesting. I couldn't kind of tell like Mikhail's perception of it. Especially when Lisa says, you look good as a girl. And then they go home and then their mom is like, wow, that makeup looks really nice.
1: Well, I think there's an int- it, it makes an interesting comment on like playing a different gender. I'm saying no, that yeah. in parentheses, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a podcast. Um, <laughs> because Lisa, or like, M- Miguel asks her, what are we doing? And she says, we're just playing as girls. Yeah. And then that kind of creates a thought of okay are we playing gender is miguel playing gender like yeah. to themselves yeah or is it more than just performance you know does yeah. that difference kind of acknowledging okay you can play you can play as a girl yeah or you can actually just like be one
2: ooh gender masquerade theory judith butler oh!
1: Yes bringing, girl, our bringing our degree the, the center and I
2: love it God it's been a while yes. <laughs> just, all in my head was just the gender masquerade the gender masquerade the
1: gender masquerade <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, it's really great to see it yeah. see it the opposite way right because it it really shows us the difference b- between what Miguel is doing yeah. and what real playing gender is yes playing gender is like this like mm-hmm. masquerading makeup drag uh, drag and then there's Miguel, which has, is a completely different yeah. experience.
2: It does well to show the difference, doesn't it? And, yeah. and the layers of that, definitely.
1: And I think this is one of those elements in a film that aids in really establishing Miguel's identity as more than just mm. being a tomboy, you know? Yeah. There's more there. This is, this is where um, the idea of, okay, there's something trans here yeah, comes from, for me as, a, as an audience.
2: Yeah, definitely. Lisa, Um, okay we're still talking about Lisa let's talk about Lisa more, I love Lisa and I just feel so bad for her because obviously her and Mikhail's friendship develops into something a bit romantic but obviously they're 10 Um, so you know it's as romantic as 10 year olds can be (laughs) but (laughs) it's really cute it is really sweet but then obviously like I mean so spoiler alert
1: we are talking about the film.
2: Yeah, we can we can go into we'll go into this late a little bit later. But Mikhail's gender or biological sex is revealed, and Lisa is understandably very upset because she feels like she's been lied to. And then it kind of changes where there is just this kind of silent acceptance. They can still be friends and have that closeness despite Mikael not, you know, you get what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. I think think Lisa is a very complex character, but in a very...
2: I didn't realise you had two bears. Yes, I have two
1: bears. Oh, they can cuddle. That's so (laughs) cute. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, my God. Sorry. I might cut this out, but Joyce has two giant bears on her bed, and I thought there was just one, and I love them both. But Amber,
1: who has been here many times, just noticed th- that there's two. I didn't notice there was two. Yeah, that one is called Patrick. Yeah. And this one doesn't really have a name yet. This is the IKEA one. <laughs> Hello, IKEA. Okay, I'm not calling him IKEA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> In the Swedish name. Lars.
1: Lars? Lars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to think on this. <laughs> thank, thank you. I'm going to put a picture
2: on Instagram and be like, name the bear. I nearly said baby.
1: <laughs> Same thing, look at him. N-
2: name the bear baby. I'm the baby. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. What were we talking about? Lisa. Lisa. Wow, well, that was so in sync. We're like almost harmonized. <laughs> so the thing with Lisa is... Yes. Lisa is... The, what actually draws Lisa to Miguel in the first place is that he, they're different from the other boys. Mm. They're more, you know, aware, more sensitive, not that, like, toxic masculinity that's already apparent in the boys. Like, the yes. way they, they play football, want to exclude Lisa from everything. Mikhail yeah. is not like that. Miguel is more quiet and more sensitive. contemplative and... Yeah. Um, I don't want to say mature in, like, the weird way, but, like, more mature in the way that they're very much aware of themselves.
2: themselves. Yeah,
1: and that's refreshing. Yeah. This is why Lisa is interested in Mikhail, right? So they have their relationship develop. It's all very nice. It's very sweet. And then when um Ma- Mikhail's biological sex gets revealed obviously Lisa is upset like you just said yeah, because she's been lied to yeah it's kind of understandable it is completely understandable but I feel like because she's a like 11 year old child yes and there's a group of boys that are her friends right and Mm. they obviously take this thing of the biological sex in such a bad way because they're
2: obviously embarrassed
1: yeah
2: and don't understand
1: that's it and because she has that anger that I I don't think she can quite place as well because Mm. she's young, yeah. she takes what the boys say yeah. and she kind of claims that as a place to put her anger. And yeah. not, not as much, not as intensely as the boys. I think she's no. very quiet and just really hurt about the lying, right? Mm-hmm. But she kind of masquerades and I'm going to start using that word. Masquerade! Masquerade. <laughs> she kind of fronts this other bit, which is yeah. okay, this is wrong, this is weird, this is disgusting, I kissed mm. a girl, blah blah blah. And then she does some really awful things, after. But because we kind of know her character and we have seen her develop, and we understand why she's sad and angry. Yeah, I have so much
2: sympathy for Lisa as a character.
1: That's it. Totally. Like she does something really sad and bad, right? Horrible. That's horrible. But they kind of tell her to do it. That's it. But it kind of comes from the boys. Pressure. Yeah. That's it. Feels peer pressure and it takes imme- their anger into her own.
2: Yeah, because immediately they, like, want to confirm. Because they're embarrassed and also they're like,
1: oh, yes, f***ing weird. Yeah. I hated it. He's a girl, like. Yeah, awful. Yeah. This, and this, this is so scary because watching that scene reminds me so much of stuff that's happening in, like, America right now. Yeah, it reminds
2: where... me of Boys Don't Cry as well. Like, the, <sighs> the violence and, like aggression towards trans people and trans people's bodies it's
1: is this also not in that film that you talked about i still haven't seen it with um about the police thingy with that guy the actor what's his name it had a really weird name this film comedy With the trans character. And then he, like, vomits and brushes his teeth a million times. Yes! Ace Ventura!
2: Yeah, do they also know Yeah, it's Ace
1: Ventura. They also take off her skirt. Yes. Yeah. So, again, there's this...
2: Like, exposing... There's this, like, need to uncover transness. And, like, I don't think Silenciama is doing this in a bad way. No, I think it's in a, look what's happening in film, to our trans characters, kind of way, yeah, yeah it's yeah. disgusting, and it, you know, it's humiliating for yeah. the transgender non-conforming person. Obviously,
1: it's honestly right. traumatizing. It is.
2: It's it's happening in America. It's happening in this country. It's happening all over the world. Yeah, where trans people are being demonized. I mean, if you' I'm sick of it,
1: look at the news right now of the amount of people that are being dragged out of bathrooms because other people assume they're in the wrong one.
2: Yeah, it happened to Like the um, trans police It happened to a mask lesbian that I follow on Instagram It happened That's to Sarah insane. Keyworth, the comedian this, You're like, in the this wrong bathroom happening. And there, yeah. well, Sarah Keyworth is um, non-binary right. But also, like, it, it's happened to lesbians online and like, They've been showing, like, if they're mask
1: presenting It is basically saying that your genitals are the only identifier of your gender sex which is not true because it's no else. one's business. It is no one's business, first of all, and also that's also not always biologically true. Yeah, like and there's like people six exist. People. Hello, <laughs> we just talked about it. Not, we didn't really, but you know, <laughs> like it's 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 disgusting. Yeah. And this, so in this film, like we said, there's no cultural influence and there's no outside, yeah, thingy. We can tell from the boys that there is some. You know, they probably like. They feel disgusted. Also, but, they make Lisa feel disgusted for kissing a quote unquote girl.
2: But that's when you get the sense of the external gender
1: bias that's and like it. Yeah. You know, that they've how we got the inbuilt
2: biases. And like even Mikhail's parents have inbuilt biases. Like what Mikhail's mother does when she finds out what they've been doing takes takes um them round to Lisa's house and the other boy's house in a dress in a dress and explains the situation to their parents and then all the kids find out yeah humiliating and like I had so much respect for the mum as a character until that moment yeah she was like do you have another solution and I'm like they're 10 years old yeah you're the adult in this situation you're humiliating
1: your child you know what the other solution is call the school and say that their name now is actually Mika Miguel solved
2: and like that's such a no-brainer for us now in 2023 i know i know it's
1: not that easy but there's just other ways and she doesn't even talk to her child i think the other the other thing
2: about the impending threat of school as well is so relevant at the moment because in the uk and globally at the moment like the uk are trying to bring in gender laws at school where um if a child reveals themselves to be transgender or non-binary or whatever um, that they, the school have a duty to inform the parents which is such a breach of child safeguarding that's what they're trying to do in the UK right now and I'm like, can you imagine how awful that is for a child who's just trying to figure out who they are and where their place is in the world Like, it makes me feel so ill thinking about how it's happening in this country. Mm-hmm. We are a UK based podcast. Like this is happening here all the time. And it's not about children. This is like it it like Stop it. <laughs> They're ten years old. Literally. Like literally. it's all coming from like a place of violence and sexualization and you can't put that on children. You just can't do it. You can't put it on adults either.
1: No, literally. And like this film literally shows that this, this child is experiencing this within themselves. Like, there's no... Yeah. Like, this is just happening for them. And they, they feel the need to express that so strongly that they do it. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you, how can you in your right mind, yeah. think, oh, the agenda. The trans agenda like is turning our kids trans. The trans agenda! <laughs> I can like, tell totally you feel
2: so passionately about this. I, I'm so sick of people not being trans allies like it's 2023 wake up like
1: like that's really weak to not yeah. be a supporter bye yeah okay anyway
2: now all the turfs have gone um <laughs> we keep talking I don't about think, I don't, we can keep talking about good cinema um beautiful film absolutely loved it yeah i love the focus on water in her films as well and like weather not weather but like phenomenology the feeling of film and how the sensation for the character like the feeling of water the feeling of the hot air the grass sweat grass trees nature yeah mm. D- this is this sorry is I something. had to t- turn it away from turfs just for a second oh no I love where, where you about... went with it
1: yeah <laughs> I I honestly I cannot praise Celine enough I really can't I just because I, I feel this way about all her films big love for Celine I really and she has beautiful oh my god i just i love it i love it i'd love to go to i talk. love can i just say yes can i just say <laughs> i love the way she uses music in her films because oh yes th- there's not there's not a lot of background music right no but there are i just love it right in tomboy in girlhood in porch of Lady on fire I haven't watched Water Lilies in a while, so I can't confirm. But in all these films there is one scene, like in the middle of the film, where the characters are just in indulged in music. That's not the right word. In, in immersed immersed engaged, in a musical Consumed. Consumed. In music, right? So there's a scene yeah. in Tomboy where they're dancing together. Yes. Portionally on fire has the Vivaldi yes. piano scene um in girlhood there's it made me cry and there's a
2: bit with keyboard and tomboy as well
1: yeah in girlhood there was a scene where they were this is not relevant where they were dancing to diamonds by rihanna and singing it and i started crying like like a stupid idiot
2: literally (gasps) i just
1: love it i just love right like like a diamond (laughs) oh no no copyright diamonds like sapphires in the sky (laughs) i just love it it's it's mm. so she's so careful with what she puts in and what she chooses to add she's oh, god i love her so much like i would l- i just love I can, her work. I can see it i can feel it from I'm you so passionate i really really enjoy and truly appreciate her films i feel like they just bring so much they they give so much yeah like You can, and this is what I'm saying. They're not heavy. You can sit down and just watch one of her films, Mm -hmm. and come out feeling like light and okay and fine, and still have this like life changing experience. Sorry, not to be dramatic, but like (laughs) it is though. That's how cinema
2: like this feels. It's like French art house, right? You really come away just like I need to lie down, (laughs)
1: but that's good. But like in in a very pleasant way for her film. Like I just.
2: No, I didn't feel I didn't feel sad at the end at all. It's that
1: queer eye of hers. Do you know what I mean? We love a queer eye. I love a queer eye. She's so good. Oh. Thank you, Celine. <laughs> Thank you, Celine.
2: <laughs> Should we talk a bit more like kind of towards the end of the film? So um back to this moment where Mikael has been completely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, in the blue dress they run off and they leave again what we were talking about nature and kind of the all consuming feelings they leave the dress hanging on a tr- bit of the tree trunk like the tr- big tree branch and for a split second like the way that the camera panned over and then sees them walking away like it really stressed me out I lit. I was Because you couldn't see them for a split second. I was like, what's happened? What have they done? And then they're walking away and the dress is just kind of hanging on the tree branch. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Like, that felt really profound. And really intense. Um. And then... So, the whole time, the mum is pregnant as well, right? And we know that she's having a boy. And then the baby boy is born. First of all, little troll baby, so freaking cute! Oh my <laughs> so god! So much hair! Yeah, and like they're kind of all swooning over the baby and everything. And I don't know if Mikhail is a degree removed. I kind of couldn't place how they felt and how they were sitting in that scene, but it c- did kind of feel like, oh, this is the son they always wanted, but Mikhail's been there the whole time, and now they're kind of not able to do that. That felt sad to me. That felt really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's like, oh, we're embracing this son, this baby boy, for being born as a boy. That was kind of that was hard. That was hard. I think that's probably why the baby was put into the the plot. Yeah. For that device. For um, sure. And like Mikhail doesn't really want to go outside and then um at the end, Mikhail sees Lisa kind of looking at the window, goes outside to meet her. Lisa says, what's your real name? And Mikhail says, my name is Law. And then smiles. And then the film ends. Mm-hmm. What the hell did you make of that?
1: Oh, I thought that was amazing because it's like a fresh start for them. Yeah. And just kind of okay, I already know that their name is not Mikael. So who is the real you? Like, this is, the, the lies are yeah. done. And not that she's not going to accept them for who they are, mm-hmm. but just kind of being like, okay, fresh start. Yeah. Now actually tell me the truth. What's your name? Yeah. Name is the lore.
2: And it's nice because there's that bit of hope that actually they can they can be friends even.
1: Yeah. I think also there's just forgiveness in yeah. Mikael's face because they smile again. Yeah. You know, being, being like, like, okay
2: finally someone's still interested in who I am. It's not about the name.
1: No, it's, it's about, about the, the honesty
2: yeah, and the trust. For a split second, I thought that the baby brother was going to be called Mikael and I oh. was literally like, that's the way my dark, twisted childhood trauma brain went because I was like, <laughs> this is going to be awful. But no, it was fine. Yeah. But the ending is actually nice and it's kind of okay that it, the film kind of exists in this insular slice of life summer mm-hmm. because... Um wherever they go from here, like at least they've got one person. Yeah. That what still wants to make the effort.
1: That's it. In their class. Yeah. And that's really nice.
2: And, you know, like no one else can know, like I mean, boys will probably say,
1: but It is amazing. And um Yeah. Yeah. Props.
2: Props. What beautiful film. Like that it really surprised me. I really thought it was going to be really horrible and sad, but I actually was like, "This is a nice. First of all, 2011. yeah, but actually it's still really refreshing. It's well, nice to see it through a child's eyes for a change. I think that's it, and, and that has it... all of the big socio-political issues thrown at it, even that's though it. that's
1: important.
2: Like but we, this is, yeah. this
1: is just as important because it doesn't use any of the language, so that first of all makes it timeless language is what creates the love and the hate and the context and the yeah. politics right yeah. but this just shows like an authentic experience that mm-hmm. is completely timeless yeah. like this is an internal journey it has s- nothing to do with the outside and it could have been set at any time as well I couldn't That's figure it. out
2: when it was set and I, it didn't matter
1: it didn't matter and this is why it's so important because we don't have any Of that language. Yeah. That is so loaded. These characters
2: are fully free to just kind of roam around for a summer and figure out who they are. And yes, there is prejudice and bias towards the end, but it's not hateful.
1: And it still doesn't have language, too.
2: Yeah. It just comes from like ignorance. Yeah. Which, yes, it's important to kind of educate, but the time that this was made, and the effect that it has, like I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah. Obviously, coming from two cis women talking on this podcast,
1: of But, of course, Beautiful film, it really is. So I would recommend so hard to anyone. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Enjoy it.
2: BFI. BFI. Not Amazon. BFI.
1: <laughs> or practice your French.
2: Wee oui, wee. Oui. If you can speak French, très bien.
1: Ah, wee oui, wee. Oui, oui, Enjoy oui.
2: watching. Oui. oui, oui, bien sûr, bien sûr.
1: <laughs> bien sûr, ma belle.
2: Bravo, Salenciama. Uh, le
1: clap. Le clap. <laughs> you can speak French as well.
2: Like, I can understand French, but like mm. to like a basic level, but I can't speak it very well anymore.
1: It's very sad. I think I can speak it to a basic level. Not very advanced. Oi, you're,
2: you've got French
1: family, so. <laughs> yeah. And well, I speak like a child to them. No. You're just being humble. No, There's no way. I swear my French development stopped after I was 12. So I speak like a max 12 year old in French. But that's fine. Sure.
2: (laughs) If it's your grandma, like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, true. My grandma's first language was Spanish. Oh, Um, really? She lived in Peru when she was a child. uh, But she forgot it all because she moved to England um, when she was nine. Yeah. That's. I feel that's really sad. That is really sad. Um. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn Spanish. But anyway, this was a random tangent for sí. the this episode. Hola. Hola. muy bien. Hablo
1: español. Oh, un poquito. <laughs>
2: <laughs> un poquita. I don't know. I don't. Know. I need lessons. <laughs> mm. Anyway, do you have any final thoughts about tomboy? Um, and um, were you a tomboy? Of course, I was. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a men's t-shirt right now. Oh, so am I. (laughs) Um, I was a tomboy. I was a child that was strongly encouraged to wear skirts and tights and I to this day hate skirts and I hate tights and you will barely catch me in them. I'll wear the odd dress. I love a jumpsuit. Um, But yeah, I was a big tomboy. And I think More broadly, like, gender expression is something that I've kind of been more comfortable exploring a bit more recently. And that's cool. Also, men's clothes just fit better. I bought a pair of men's shorts from Primark. They fit me so well. Oh, great. (laughs) Wear them next time. Were you a tomboy? Um, I
1: played with trains and Barbies. This is me too. I, I played a lot with like typical boy things for yeah, sure. Yeah. And people called me a tomboy.
2: I was jealous of my brother's like Lego and Playmobil because I love, look,
1: listen, Playmobil.
2: Wow. <laughs> I know. I never got given it. And then they were like, you can't play with that. That's your brother's. And I was like, watch me. I will play with it. That's insane. <laughs> but I played with trains. Like that was, that was accepted. Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, gee. Mm, I had a Duplo train that I loved.
1: Oh, cute! Yeah. But so I also played with Barbies, but yeah. they were all lesbians. So I guess that doesn't yeah. really have my case. I
2: loved playing with the princes and being like, "Yes, look at those fits!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I was a tomboy for sure. Yeah, hundred. I still am. Oh yeah, I still am. The masquerade, what the gender masquerade, Judith.
2: Ooh, Judith Butler Shout out to Judith Butler on this podcast I didn't think we'd go there Thank you so much For listening to this episode of Gay Actually As part of the UK Film Review Podcast If you like this episode Be sure to follow the UK Film Review Podcast We are here every month We also have our own Spotify channel Gay Actually on Spotify I already said it was Spotify <laughs> Um, so Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Spotify? Is it Spotify? <laughs> um, so if you want to um, make sure you don't miss an episode you can follow us at gay underscore actually on Instagram. That's gay underscore actually on Instagram <laughs> and if you have any requests or you want to collab you can DM us or you can email us at gayactuallyuk at gmail Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> I'm air clapping. That was excellent. You compliment me too much. My <gasps> head is going to get too big. And then where will we be? Sad lesbian clown <laughs> with big head. Who doesn't wear skirts
1: well, anymore? What's happening?
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. I just want to end by um, a lovely review from yours truly, Joyce Watty. <laughs> I just want to preface that this was in 2020. This was more than three years ago on Letterboxd for this film. (laughs) I want to have a coffee and cigarette with Selenciama in a nifty Parisian cafe and probe her mind. I'm crying. And I feel like this episode was exactly that. Thank you. Excellent. Peace.